Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 260. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Andy. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our sports podcast right after this. Okay, Andy, we've got some good stuff to get to. Um, Teaser, we have Beetlejuice 2 news, uh, but before we get there, Tom Brady has a new job already, and he's a, a producer. Yeah, everyone uh, wants to get into uh, the movies, and uh, I guess Tom Brady's LeBron no can do it. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's that's the new thing. I mean, you have a lot of money, you know, maybe maybe make movies. Uh, but it's, he's already got his first project uh, in development. It is going to be uh, it's called Eighty for Brady. Uh, so it is in, somewhat about Tom Brady. It's not he's not like the main character, uh, but it is like uh, about some old ladies who go on a road trip to see Tom Brady play a game. Uh, weird Sounds idea. Like half or, you know, fifth of the movie rat race with I love Lucy. Uh, no, but it's all, it's all old ladies. So. They dress up like Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, I don't know how Tom Brady gets involved in this thing. If that's someone's like, Hey, we had this movie and like your name's in it. So do you want to just produce it? And you'll put like a million dollars in it and you can make money. And like, I don't know, but, uh, I think that's exactly how it went. Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. So, uh, yeah, old, old, old ladies. Uh, is, I, who wants to see this? That's that's my question. In a time where no one goes to the movie theater to see anything, who's going to see this? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. This they're going to have to give you like a coupon. It's going to be in the penny saver or something to see this movie. I don't. I don't, I don't know what the audience is, but. What a way to start your second career there, Tom. Yeah, that very, doesn't very sound... Uh, you know, uh, they also wrapped just now on uh, Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. That I will see. But that's not old, all old people. There are some well, young people. There's an old person in there. Yeah, but if it was Indiana Jones 5, also, in you know, they brought Sean Connery back from the dead, too. Uh, it'll be a little different. I would definitely see that, Andy. I'd, yeah, I'd definitely see that, too. He's in a um, wheelchair. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll continue to update you on, on that movie, uh, I guess. It sounds like it's going straight to Peacock, um, along with this Twisted Metal TV show. Yeah, so PlayStation's really trying to push all their video games into TV shows and movies and everything. You know, you got Uncharted and you got Last of Us. Oh, there was that Resident Evil movie that came out at the end of the year. Uh, but they're doing a Twisted Metal show, so... Uh, it's interesting to me because Twisted Metal is the reason I bought a PlayStation. It's the first game I ever played on a PlayStation was Twisted Metal 1. I've never even heard of that video Twisted game. Metal 2. I'll, tell, I'll explain. Twisted Metal 2 was the game I bought with my PlayStation back in 1996 or whenever that was. Still when has I, the I receipt. Uh, I think my mom probably does have the receipt somewhere. <laughs> uh, but Twisted Metal is a car combat game. You, it's cars that have missiles and like special shit and you just drive around and shoot the person. Uh, but it had this story basically of like basically like a game show and that whoever is remaining uh, gets a wish from like a demon guy or something. It's very complicated on what really is going on in the franchise. But it's it was very for a uh, eight year old is very edgy, very violent. If once you. Uh, the whole thing was like you'd get your wish, like when you beat the game, you get your wish. 
but it would always be like a monkey's paw situation where it would go wrong. So it's like, I want to, I remember one person's like, I want to have the fastest car in the world. And they did, they get the fastest car in the world and they drive so fast. They go back in time and like a dinosaur kills them. It's like, that was so cool to me as an eight year old. Uh, so now this is being made as a TV series uh, starring Anthony Mackie and it's going to be on Peacock, which I'm like, wait, why doesn't make Peacock? Why is it on Peacock? Then I realized like, oh, wait, PlayStation is Sony. That just they're a free agent. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But it seems like there's no brand consistency there. Like, I don't see how I just don't think the Peacock network when I think of Twisted Metal. But it also where would it go? Uh, <laughs> I, will, I will be paying attention to see what this is. This could be horrible, but again, I want to see. I want to see what it is. Yeah, you're intrigued. I would have never thought that making a twisted metal show or movie would be a good idea. I mean, the the main, basically, the main mascot of twisted metal is Sweet Tooth, the ice cream man, <laughs> who, has a, who has a flaming. He has a flaming head. He's also like a demon. Uh, his head's on fire, but he's also oh, wow. a serial killer. Uh, that's kind of like the mascot. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> similar to like a nightmare before christmas how the oogie boogie is the uh mascot i don't know if he'd, i'd say that jack skellington <laughs> is still the mascot but all right yeah that sounds weird and uh no i will not subscribe to peacock to watch will you, that will you watch the trailer when it comes out probably not please i want you to watch the trailer <laughs> what i will watch a trailer for is michael douglas pl- playing benjamin franklin yeah, uh, for for Apple. So Apple is still has unlimited money. They everyone's bought their phones for decades now, so uh, they have unlimited money and they keep doing stuff. Uh, Michael Douglas playing Ben Franklin in a, in a miniseries. So uh, I could be on board for a miniseries. I'm 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 fine with I'm fine with these miniseries that they're making over and over and over about historical people because it's like ah, well it's over at least and well yeah you can learn a thing or two. No one actually yeah. pays attention in school. On history, every dumb kid is just like, oh, it already happened. What do I care? I was one of them. Now I want to know. Yeah, I mean, Brent, Ben Franklin uh, put like a key on a kite or something, right? And there you go. He also hit a bunch of shit for Nick Cage to find. Is that true? I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure was, he was. It's been a while was, since I've watched those, but he must have been involved. Was he like his ancestor? Wasn't like Nick Cage's like great great grandfather one of the founders or something? That was the plot. I think something like that. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Who's maybe John we'll Voight? Find some more about that in uh, in this Ben Franklin uh, Michael Douglas thing. I'm sure that'll be part of it. Yeah, his name is Benjamin Franklin Gates. There you go. I was gonna look at the, the character name. Okay. Spot on, Andy. Yeah, so that makes sense. What's um, what is that guy's name? John Voight is Patrick Henry Gates, another founding father, of course. Mm-hmm. So, who are they really related to? Who knows? Uh, Michael Douglas. <laughs> but yeah, I think Ben Franklin's one of the more interesting guys. He wasn't president. Uh, he didn't get married. He lived in France. So these are things I, I knew from history. So he's a cool guy. And Michael Douglas is is good, you know. Oh, I'll definitely get uh, Apple TV for this. Um, I just started watching John Adams, a series, miniseries uh, from the same writer, back in 2008 on HBO starring Paul Giamatti. And uh, I'm only one episode in. It's not in what I've been watching because I already have a jam-packed one, but I will have that next week, I bet. And uh, I'm liking it. It kicks right off with the Boston Massacre and then transitions swiftly to the Boston Tea Party. 
So that was one of the main things I took away from my trip to Boston like five or six years ago now. Uh, only five people died, and they can still consider that a massacre because I think it's like four or more or something like that. Well, it was like 10% of the population. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But Oh, I'll definitely watch this. Obviously, there's not much info as uh, as far as when you can watch it. It's not even on his uh, filmography yet. Yeah, well, it should get started. He is uh, playing Ronald Reagan in a uh, something or other called Reagan and Gorbachev. Okay. Yeah. Also, uh, Christoph yeah. Waltz is uh, McCall yeah, uh, Gorbachev. Russia, so hot right now. Yeah. Uh, so I'm into that. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, and let's talk about Beetlejuice. We uh, already spoiled it, uh, or said we were going to talk about it at least. Looks like it was almost dead in the water, and then uh, Mr. Brad Pitt stepped in with his Plan B production company. You got Michael Keaton on board, Winona Ryder, and Tim Burton is likely to direct. Yeah, I don't know if that's the best idea or not. I'd like to give Tim Burton another shot, but he's Beetle- definitely going to be pretty old. Uh, well, so I think it'll work because it's, it's a character with a lot of makeup and I think Keaton will still look, he won't look 30 years older. Uh, probably this won't look true. exactly the same, but his body hasn't really, he's still a thin man. Yeah. Uh, Basically think, looks the exact same as skin is just a little looser. Yeah. I think he could still do it. I think he's still great. He just won an award, uh, for dope sick. So I'll talk about that again in my, uh, what very, I'm watching. Very, very talented, and uh, I want to see the, the the maybe the shame or maybe the brilliance of the original movie is that Beetlejuice isn't that in it that much. Uh, maybe he, he's too crazy of a character that if he was the entire movie, it would it would just not work. Uh, but it does leave you wanting more. I want to see more of it, and he, it's such a great comedic role. So I'm I'm happy this is happening. This has been in production, out of production for the entire time since the original movie came out in the late eighties that they're like, well, we should do something. Uh, do you remember at universal studios where they had like Beetlejuice as like a character the whole time? It's like, why? Yeah. That, why was it? like, why was he their mascot? That was such a, why is Waterworld story. still there? <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this, Andy, obviously I don't think Alec Baldwin will be in it. You think no. Gina Davis comes back? No, I, I would think they won't because it'll be a new family or something. Well, they're ghosts, so they shouldn't age. So it wouldn't make sense for them to age. And obviously they've aged. So uh, that's my thought. And like I said, Beetlejuice can be under makeup and it's going to be less obvious. But they're ghosts. Um, so they they don't age. They shouldn't age. But they should be there. What do you mean? I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be in the same house. Oh. Because, yeah, if you remember how it ends is they they continue to care for her. Uh, she was still in high school, but on a rider. Yeah, and I thought but they the, just gave her the Catherine house. Catherine O'Hara mm-hmm. leaves and just like, all right, you can stay here. Uh, they're your parents now. Now, do you think Jeffrey Jones no, and f- Weird Newman are in it? I think that guy's dead. Uh, but I mean, Catherine O'Hara is still out there. Oh, he stuff, died so. 12 years ago. Yeah. Glenn uh, Shaddix. All right. Yeah. But Jeffrey Jones is very well, very certainly alive. He should be with Spacey. Like, why don't they just do like a buddy cop movie or something? Just... Well, he did in 2014, a 10.0 earthquake, which has been popping up on oh, my Hulu because I watch oh, a lot no. of dumb action movies. And I'm like, you're definitely, definitely going to watch this shit. I couldn't do it. I've watched the trailer 
I, every like two years, uh, this will pop up. I'm like, watch it, watch it. And I watch the trailer and it, it it's along the lines of, remember that Sharknado bullshit? Yeah. And it's like the, the technology made it so terrible. Yeah. It's so like I even, cannot do it. I'm close to passable. Yeah. It's not like they have like Bruce Willis in it or anything like that. Like, I just, oh, d- don't watch those Bruce Willis movies. The new ones? All those new ones that he, he's doing? Yeah. What happened? Uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but like one that he like can't act anymore, like like he's he's in mental decline. Interesting. So he does these movies where they just put an earpiece in, and he doesn't need to be good. And so he just because they said if you watch him, he doesn't sound like he's like doing anything. He's just reading them flat, like whatever the lines are. <laughs> he's not actually acting. Well, the three it's trailers like, or the three movies he's in in the last two years. Just the Almart is the exact same for Fortress, American Siege, and Gasoline Alley. Although Gasoline Alley does have Luke Wilson, Sometimes I would hope I do that. Yeah, that he reprises guy. the role from uh, Blue Streak, whatever his name is in that. <laughs> do you think Luke Wilson is playing the same character? I would love if he did. I, I don't think so. Probably. See, that's not. Weird. Luke Wilson still does real stuff, right? He's high. Um, I don't know. He did oh, Idiocracy. Devin was in that movie too. Wow. He does Wes Anderson oh, movies, and uh, I have a review of one of those. Okay. Stay tuned. He was in Zombieland. Double tap. Yeah, he was. That was two years ago already. I thought he's been in real things. Nothing. That no, no one's ever like seen. shows. You know. Yeah. He can move. He can move into TV. One day, who knows? Uh, I don't know how we got there. Beetlejuice two. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be closer than you think. Who knows? They said they haven't confirmed a screenwriter or a director or any of that stuff. But yeah, I enjoy watching that one around Chris or Halloween time. Yeah. All right. Well, moving right along, the Marvel movies that or shows that left Netflix did in fact go to Disney Plus. Was yes, that a mystery? Is, uh, an update to a story from a few weeks back. All these uh, the shows, so Daredevil and The Punisher, those type of. Netflix shows that were leaving Netflix and where were they going? Uh, well, now it's confirmed now that they have left Netflix, they're going to Disney plus uh, middle of this month. Uh, but along with that is Disney plus will now be adding parental controls because uh, these shows are for the most part, these shows are not meant for kids, especially the Punisher uh, who is the whole point of the Punisher is he has no superpowers. His superpower is basically that he doesn't care if he kills people. Uh, so that's really kind of, you know, in conflict with the, the family programming at Disney Plus. So uh, you will now be able to create parental controls. So that's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, they have free guy on there and they say the F word. Oh, do they? Well, there's one. Uh, but um, this this will probably lead to these shows getting a, a second look. Uh, I think they were very hit or miss. I think there's good moments in them. Uh, but Marvel is still so fucking popular. Like people can be like, I'm tired of it uh, all this shit. But like those shows on Disney plus like fuck ton of people watched them. So uh, people will watch these ones now more than they watched them when they're on Netflix. So yeah, I still won't watch them. I don't think you don't have don't to, time. You, could. you could. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Uh, I saw this briefly and kind of forgot about it, but you had it in the, for the show. Uh, Larry David had a, a documentary going to HBO Max 
that was pulled like the hours before it was supposed to premiere? Uh, literally today, as we record it. Uh, uh-huh. The Larry David story was supposed to, to come out today, March 1st. Uh, and Larry David requested that it not come out. So I guess it's not really a documentary. It is a conversation with him and Larry Charles, who uh, worked on Seinfeld and Curb and all these shows with them. Uh, Borat, he did Borat and stuff. So um, Larry David decided, actually, why don't we just do this in front of an audience? I mean, they didn't do it because they must have done this during COVID. They didn't do it. He's like, I'd rather do it with people there. If it's just going to be me and him having a conversation about my life, uh, that'd be fun. Do it in front of an audience. So, uh, Larry David has that kind of poll. He's like, eh, let's just, let's not do it. We already filmed it. We're ready to go. Let's not. Uh, so if you were really looking forward to that, uh, I'm sorry. You have to wait. Um, you know, it's fun. Larry Charles. Uh, so obviously you, you've seen him in uh he's a weird looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's in a couple of, episodes of Seinfeld, but uh, he was also in an episode of Entourage where drama is auditioning in front of um, uh, why am I blanking on the director's name, the creator of the show's name, whatever his name is. Um, and this guy's in there and uh, drama explodes at the director of the show in this audition. And the guy's like, I don't know. I thought he was great. And it's like, that guy looks really familiar. It's like, Oh, he was in Seinfeld that, Oh, he did a whole lot of Seinfeld. Yeah, but yeah, I wonder uh, why he wanted to pull it. Did you already say that? Maybe I wasn't listening. He wanted to to have a live audience be part of it, which is like weird, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, I watch. I will watch it. I like uh, all things Larry David for the most part. Yeah, I'll have to see what that is. I mean, if it's just him talking to Larry Charles, I don't think it's going to be two hours. Uh, Although the uh, uh, Paul McCartney talking to whatever that producer guy was, that was six episodes at like 40 minutes a pop or something. Yeah, I guess it could happen. But All right, well, we're going to get into what we've been watching. But before we do, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed this thing works with your dog's current collar or harness and when you plug in promo code tony that is t-o-n-y at checkout they're going to give you 65 percent off whoa so don't wait head over to thecliplessleash.com plug in promo code tony for 65% off. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, how many things do you have? Got five. I do too. Okay. A few of them I'm going to blow through. Uh, They're ones I've already kind of spoken about, but I've closed them. So do you want me to do three? Sure. Okay. Because they're all related. They're all horror projects of different... Oh, you're style, still in Halloween time, huh? Style and thought. I'm always in Halloween time. Yeah. Uh, the first one is Antlers, which just came to HBO Max this month. Uh, I was really looking forward to this movie when it was first going to come out 45 years ago in the old days. Uh, oh, you've been looking for it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been it's been on the shelf for a long time waiting to get released. It finally got released late last year. Uh, but when it came out, the reviews weren't all that good and kind of middling. And I was like, well, I'm still hopeful. Like, I, it seemed like a, a cool idea. It's, it's uh, 
in rural Oregon. Uh, little kid has got some connection to some monster out there uh, killing people. And it's got Carrie Russell as like the teacher, like looking out for the kid, and uh, Jesse Plemons as the, the you know the town sheriff, probably in over his head. Uh, it's like oh, it's a, good, it's a cool idea. Uh, but the reviews are right. It's it's got cool ideas. Uh, and it's definitely it's it's a horror movie about more than just a monster. You know, med- there's got metaphors and all kinds of stuff like that. But it's just it's it's slow. It takes a while for really anything to happen, which is kind of the point with these movies. But uh, just it would have been better if they were like, yeah, let's make it more of a monster movie. Let's have more uh, horror sequences. But uh, so, yeah, disappointing, but fine. Uh, so that's that's antlers watchable for October. It's not really that high Halloween themed, but I'm gonna say it's okay. more about how small towns are dying. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next thing here is another this this you could say is more Halloween. Uh, something I I wouldn't say I was looking forward to, but it's like I'm, I was intrigued when I saw that it was coming out. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, this is Netflix. So it is, it's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, this is this is like the 15th installment of this. Yeah. Uh, so this movie? is, I think it's the 10th movie overall, but this is like what they're doing with all these other movies where it's like, well, this is the true sequel. This is the one, all the other Hour ones didn't 21. Count. This is barely even a whole movie. Yeah. So this is, this is basically they're trying to rip off the Halloween from 2018 where it's like those other things didn't count. This is a sequel and we're bringing back the girl and you're like what and you're like what who who cares like the the actress from the original movie is dead and that character is not like iconic in any way it's it's not the equivalent of jamie lee curtis and it's like why why is that a selling point and it really that character was inconsequential to this movie really wasn't the lead or anything like that uh this movie is horrendous just <laughs> oh my god i i don't know how it could be so bad i i, I looked into it so the director's director was fired a week into filming and they replaced him. And it was like, uh, this was not really a Netflix movie. So another company made it. And then it was like, this movie is so shit that we're just take any deal we can get. And Netflix yeah, bought it. Netflix will cheap. buy anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, it, it's insane. How, it's insanely stupid. They make Leatherface into basically Jason. So, I mean, Leatherface is, is an iconic horror villain because just a weird mentally, yeah, he's a cross maybe mentally retarded. I don't know. I don't know. Family's what you want to call him. Yeah, screwed up. Yeah, he's from a screwed up family. It's not a fucking superhero. Like he might, he's big, so he so he's strong. But in this movie, he breaks someone's arm with his hand. Like he grabs their forearm and just snaps it, and then stabs the guy with the guy's broken bone. It's like someone wrote that line. It's like that's badass. And it's like no, but he's still supposed to be a fucking man in this. He's a man with a chainsaw. That's what he's supposed Watching to be. Watching all these. He's not Jason. Steven Seagal movies or yeah, something. Oh my god! There's a there's a point where he jumps, he turns into a fucking dolphin. He straight up jumps out of a pool and like gets air out of a pool. And it's like, well, how do you get out of a pool, Andy? Can you jump out of a pool? Can you every stand day of my sp- life? I'm saying without like actually climbing the edge, actually literally jump out of a pool. That's how I like, exit like a pool. dolphin would come out. <laughs> Again, this is a. And the other thing is, this takes place in present day, so Leatherface would be in his seventies. So he is. A, yeah, if it is a true sequel. <laughs> makes no fucking sense uh and if it yeah. was oh, if it was well. fine if it was like 
we know this is really dumb and we're making fun of it, but like, no, it think it thinks it's cool. So just what a what a weird decision. Hmm. So it means there'll be another reboot two years from now. Oh yeah, I mean, when was how long was it since the last one? Only 2017. One? They made one in 2017. Okay, that was called well, like Leatherface go. Origins or something. And before that was 2013. Yeah. And then one 2006, in... 2003, 2000, or 1994, 1986, 1974, the original. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot. And yeah, they're usually just, you know, really junky, cheap movies and they're bad. Yeah, and I, I still, I'll still defend that 2003 Michael Bay produced one because it was just, it was just violent. It's like, okay, that's all he wanted out of that movie. Oh, he was and, putting and guys on the hooks. Yeah, they did a really good job of scaring like you and me probably with the archival footage. Yeah. Like, this we is all real. real. <laughs> oh my god! Remember that sound? Yeah, they brought they 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 referenced it in this movie a couple times. It was just like in the background in the score. Pretty you good. You're like that. It's like, all right, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's but, an homage to yeah. that movie. Oh, I have to tell you one line from it, which is oh, it's in the trailer. And <laughs> there's like a, a, a group of like young people and Leatherface kind of like runs into them. And he's got the chainsaw and one of they're all holding their phones up to him. This is supposed to be like, oh, it's a social commentary and satire. And one of the guys says, try anything and you're canceled. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's in the trailer. And they start pulling their phones out. And it's like, oh, my God. And then uh, blood goes everywhere behind them. Yeah, it's like, Jesus. What a dumb, what a dumb movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got one more horror movie here. All right. Uh, I actually went to the movie theaters to see Studio 666. This is the Foo Fighters horror comedy that they made where they... uh, They go to record their new album at a house in Encino, and it turns out the house is uh, haunted. And uh, in the 90s, there was a different band that was trying to record there, and uh, they all died under mysterious circumstances. And uh, It's fun. It's stupid, but it's definitely a band making a movie and that, like, they're terrible actors. But I guess that's part of the charm. So um, it's solid. I think it's got some some good violence. Uh, the way the deaths are done are pretty violent, which is like what you want from this kind of movie. Good, decent special effects. So it's it's really just a it's a, it's a B movie, and it's the premise is what entertains you is like you're seeing this real life band that you know, and they're in these situations. The uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's like Scooby Doo of like when they bring in the celebrity to investigate what's going on it's like why are these people here there's no reason the harlem globetrotters should be at a haunted house uh, in this way it's just, there's no reason the foo fighters should be at the haunted house trying to uh-huh. find the book and you know erase the spell and all that kind of shit so um i'm glad i watched it uh hopefully this goes out to somewhere streaming people can watch it and enjoy it because it is just dumb uh yeah, it's not. Like it'll not be on Amazon, like a week. yeah. It's not necessarily something you need to go to the theaters for, but I want to support these kinds of projects. You know, yeah. vote with your wallet, as they say. Hmm. Put your money where oh. your mouth is. Yeah, it was too long though. That's I don't know why a, a dumb Foo Fighters movie should not be longer than ninety minutes. Um, how long was it? It was almost a full two hours, and the last fifteen minutes are useless. I would say. Okay. It's like the movie could have ended, and I would have been happier. 
Uh, so that's one thing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Yeah, at least that. <laughs> uh, we know like, that no one can last, yeah. you know, an hour 26. Yeah, I mean, the the really, until when the, with that movie, I don't think you, he doesn't have a chainsaw and probably until like an hour into the movie. And then it's like, oh, there's only 12 minutes left of this movie. All right. Hope he kills some people. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my, my trio of horror movies. Uh, All right. All right. Well, I'll fly through because I've been talking about Dope Sick for a while. Uh, I think in the last episode or the last pod, I was on the last episode of the show. And I think I'd also said I would not done any research off the side because I wanted to hope that this guy at the end, like they do the, you know, here's what's happening now thing. And he died of a massive heart attack after losing $150 billion, you know, in lawsuits, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Nope. None of that happened. Uh, looks like he's actually living outside of like Austin, Texas. And, uh, yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, and, uh, his, so his name is Richard Sackler. And, uh, uh, I think, uh, Richard sack of Schittler is a little bit better. Um, uh, in a world where people love to protest, I'd like to hope that people are protesting in front of this guy's house morning, noon, and night. Um, just sheer piece of shit. Well, I don't want to do any further. I don't. I haven't watched. I haven't finished it yet. So, uh, yeah, don't don't tell me. But I've all I'll say is I feel like there's some sort of it's similar to the Big Short. Okay, you know, so. Prepare to be underwhelmed, but that is America for you. So, um, no one talks as loud as money, Andy. Yeah. But yeah, wonderful uh, show, masterfully done. Um, eight episode miniseries on Hulu. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it and to the point of though it was very disturbing. Um, but that is our world. Yeah, and that's something I was. I've been watching the show with my parents, and like, uh, it's like we were talking about it, and it's like it's actually, well, it's hopeless. There's no, there's no going back. We're already kind of past that, and these drugs are never going away. Like, there's, there's, there's way more regulation. It's like you can't really get them anymore, but people all moved on to other ways of getting it. It's like, yep. We we basically made a bunch of addicts through legal drugs, and you know we're never going back. Damn, <sighs> terrible. All right, uh, the next one I finished. I think I also only had an episode left of eighteen eighty three. I flew through this. Um, wonderful as well. Again, uh, Taylor Sheridan just knows how to captivate an audience. This one, like I said, though, wasn't as you know, edgy your seat like the Yellowstone story can be. But again, as I mentioned in the previous episode, these guys are on the move and, you know, there's, it's not like they're, you know, dealing with daily uh, interactions with people. They have, you know, anyone comes near them, shoot. That's your first thing you do is you shoot them because they're coming to kill you. Um, and then the other things are, you know, snakes and animals and, you know, the world is trying to kill you. So that's really all you have is surviving. Um, and they did a great job of telling that story. Um, also, they they let you know right off the bat, and I think the very first episode, again, I'm going to try not to give too much away, but a main character um, has like a flash forward scene and uh, it doesn't look well for that person. Uh, so it's not a big surprise, but I guess still people were shocked about what happened at the end. Um, 
And from what I've read, uh, Paramount has ordered additional episodes, not a new season, but additional episodes of 1883. Uh, however, I don't believe that's going to happen. I think the next thing they're kind of, he's saying, he was saying in an interview, Taylor Sheridan, the story is done once it's done. Um, so once it runs, it's, it's, you know, line, that's it for that. I'm moving on. He's going to start doing 1932, I think is the next one. Um, which again, just jumps about 50 years, uh, with the Dutton family. Will we get the future one? 2049. Yeah. Yeah. Space farming. Um, no, there's still the four sixes, which I guess is sometime this summer. We should be hearing more about it or something. Um, but yeah, who knew one show about a you know the struggles of owning a lot of land in Montana as a farmer would stretch into you know five seasons at least right now for that show and span three plus spinoffs who knows how many are going to get made out of this thing yeah that's the that's the paramount plus that's the dream right there for any uh writer in hollywood yeah just like hey we we need you to keep making shows for us every any idea you got yeah let's do it yeah and so the main thing to pick up on that is just your life is hard sure in your mind but look at how hard life used to be yeah i don't want to think about it (laughs) that's just crazy like yeah they uh, encounter a tornado and half of the Germans are like, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> what is going on? They don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, how crazy. Bill Paxton wasn't around back then. So. No. <laughs> I know. When you said Twisted Metal, I was hoping that was a <laughs> twisted uh, Twister 2 or something. Pretty disappointed when I learned it wasn't. All right. So those are my two quick ones. Uh for TV shows, I do have three movies. So should I start with one since you only have two left? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I watched a brand new to Hulu movie called No Exit. This is, uh, as you can imagine, kind of shot uh, with the crisis of not being allowed to have big productions and whatnot. We've been seeing these pop up everywhere. Kimmy, for example. Um, So there's two different places these are shot. One's in a lodge like up in the mountains, the other is a rehab building. A uh, lady has to go break out of rehab to go see her mom who's dying in the hospital. She gets a phone call at the rehab. And so she steals a car and is driving through a heavy storm just to get to Salt Lake City. And a cop pulls her over and is like, you, you're not going to make it. The roads are closed. You have to you know, stay here in this uh, lodge we opened up until the storm uh, blows over. In there are four people. And uh, she takes a walk and quickly realizes something is uh, not good outside. And uh, it's one of those whodunits. Although it's not the whole movie of who is who's the person who do you suspect has is, is done that. It quickly has the reveal. But then little things continue uh, to unfold that you may not have un- expected. And I like that they did that because... I don't know. There's not a whole lot you can guess with just four people and who's involved. But if there are other twists and turns and you think you already know the whole, you know, reveal, I liked what they did there. However, the film as a whole is very just unsatisfying. Um, it's very flat. It, it doesn't go in. It, I don't know. It doesn't have a, a, a lot of layers of onion, if you will. Um, 
again, how can it when it's an hour 20 and six people in this movie? But it was a movie. I don't know. Something you can watch on a weekday while you're making dinner. Um, what was nice is so it was constantly snowing. We had the fire on. We pretended we lived in a place that had weather. Um, I think right now it's 70 degrees outside. So at nearly 7 p.m. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I wouldn't go against it. It's a thriller drama. If you're looking for that category of film, um, they're going to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that pop up there. All right, you want to go in for one? Okay, uh, this is actually a, a double, but uh, it's it's fine. Uh, you know, the Batman's coming out. Yes. So uh, it's being directed by Matt Reeves, who did the the last two of the Apes movies, the new Planet of the Apes series uh, that started with the James Franco Rise of the Planet of the Apes, but then uh, the second one was Dawn, and the last one was War. So Matt Reeves did Dawn and War. Uh, I own both those movies on 4K, not the first one, though. Uh, so I, I, I watched them again. It's like, oh, I should watch his movies again. And they're, they're really good movies, so why not watch them? Uh, and yeah, this, I'm pretty optimistic about the Batman because this guy's good at his job. Like, I'd say Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the second one is is better. That one has, it's got Gary Oldman, a small, very small role, but it's got Gary Oldman. That's always great. Uh, but just it's, just a really great movie. And then the uh, war is the, the third one and it's still like incredible. Like did what they're able to do with that movie. I don't think it's as good as the second one, but it's a bigger scale, uh, harder ideas. Like it's, it is like an epic movie, but it's really about, it's got talking monkeys and it's got Woody Harrelson, but like, He's such a small part of the movie, even though he's kind of like the main, he's the main human character and he's the main antagonist. It's really not his movie, but it's just like, just beautifully done. Like I said, not as, I don't think it's as entertaining as the second one, but it's like, okay, he, I, watching these movies again, I'm like, I, I, I do trust uh, that the Batman will be good. And uh, the reviews did come out and yes, it's definitely, looks like uh, going to be a, a good movie. Three hours long, but. 87% Rotten Tomatoes, I think in the 70s on Metacritic. So uh, if you're a little unsure, just watch those Planet of the Apes movies right now. And you're like, yep, I have confidence in Matt I'm Reeves. excited for so, that movie. Yeah. I won't see it. I actually l- quickly looked at the uh, seating chart at AMC for Friday. You, you can't even go. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to... F- AMC has this uh, Dolby Cinema. So I did my research. Uh, it said like this... It will be at IMAX theaters, but it wasn't really shot for IMAX. So actually, the best experience is these uh, Dolby theaters that they have with AMC. So interesting. Probably look into that. I've seen a couple of movies in that theater, and it's just like it's better projectors, I guess, better sound. Um, but since this movie isn't shot for IMAX, it doesn't take up that massive screen at an IMAX theater, so you're not really getting yeah. everything you want out of it. So okay, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I'll. I'll I'll see it this week and have something to say next week, but very good. Um, yeah, but the Planet of the Apes movies are really good, and I don't know if they're anywhere to see. But you can yeah, buy them. Seen movies. those in years. They've been on HBO in the past. That's where yeah. I've watched them. Well, it was it was I watched I watched them back to back, which was uh, the right way to do it because I think it was three years between those two movies, the second and third one. 
uh, watching them back to back, you see the whole like journey of the character and everything. It's like, oh yeah, I think, it made it, I think it made it all better. But. Yeah. All right, you ready for uh, my second to last? Yeah. I watched new to HBO Max from 2021, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. I was very excited about this. Have you seen this movie, Andy? I was going to watch it yesterday, but then it got too late. It was like 8.30, and I'm like, uh, I want to be fresh. Yeah. You know? So I'm a big fan of Wes Anderson movies. They're very, I describe them as intricate. Everything is, you know, looks like a model toy or something, and it's it's very involved. You know, this the way he films everything, it's fun and um, intricate, I guess. Uh, This story follows the work of different writers at this little newspaper, uh, French, French dispatch. So each you know chapter is a different story. And, uh, Andy, I didn't finish it. It was so underwhelming for me. I, it was flat. It wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't that funny. It, I didn't like it at all. I was very disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna check it out. Uh, but yeah, from what I've heard, it's like it's three stories, I think. Yeah. So, I guess if you don't like one, it doesn't last that long. I think I only have yeah. a half hour left, something like that. I don't know if I'll go back. Yeah. Um, wonderful cast in this thing. I mean, multiple people in Bond movies. Um. Everyone in here has been pretty much in Wes Anderson movies. You got Henry Winkler in here. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. But it was just so uneventful. I don't know. Uh, It was no Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. So I was pretty disappointed and kind of surprised too. So usually I don't know of a movie I didn't like. Now I will say I haven't seen like the, the dog movie he just did. Uh, Isle of Dogs. Mm-hmm. I never saw that. Uh, Grand Budapest, Budapest is not my favorite. Uh, but I mean, like Moonrise Kingdom, Life Aquatic, Darjeeling Limited even isn't bad. Yeah, it seems World like Tenenbaums I never got into. But I did like Rushmore and Bottle Rocket. It seems like he's really got into that style from Grand Budapest Hotel, which was very like fairy tale looking and like yeah. fake shit would happen and it's like not real. Where it's like his past movies maybe had some absurdity, but they were like definitely in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like this one is like that as well, right? Yeah. No, you're you're spot on on that. And uh, I don't know. Maybe he's gone. Who knows? Yeah, maybe that's what he. That's all he wants to do now. He's like, I don't want this movie to seem like it's real at all. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, if you go back to like just Bottle Rocket, it might be like, oh, these characters are, are eccentric, but it's like a story just about people doing crimes and living, staying at a hotel. <laughs> Yeah, Rushmore, same thing. Yeah. All right, are you ready for the last movie? And I did enjoy it. Okay. You can watch this pretty much anywhere these days. Disney Plus, HBO Max. Also from 2021, Ryan Reynolds is Free Guy. I'm not a huge video gamer. I like Grand Theft Auto and Call of Duty. I don't own a video game console. I've never played a video game on a computer. But I understand, you know, like... What's a huge one that people do? Fortnite? Yeah. So I assume that's kind of what this movie is. Like that world where it's like endless and you know all that kind of crap. Yeah, it's like a cross between Fortnite and GTA online. Yeah, okay. So I, 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 can, I can understand. I can put on my gamer hat for a minute and watch a movie. Um, 
it was very funny. Um, enjoyable throughout a lot of, you know, nerdy video game references like guys, like, I don't know what they call it. The squatting repeatedly on like someone they just killed teabagging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That thing. And like just walking around, punching people in the face. Like, <laughs> it's funny. It's stupid, but it's funny. Um, and uh, this this movie has all of that. Uh, one thing that I didn't need, I guess, was Taika Waititi being the bad guy because he's not good at it. Um, but I mean, that's a minor thing. Um, Jody Comer is good in here. Part of the movie, yeah. Yeah, Lil Rel How Howery is good in it. Um, Channing Tatum comes out of nowhere. Yeah, that that was that was a really good scene. The reveal of his real world person. Yeah, I really like how they just make fun of, you know, the gamers, you know, damn it, mom, don't touch that sock. (laughs) Pretty adult, uh, you know, kind of uh, humor in uh, for Disney Plus. So your parental controls are uh, coming in at the right time, Andy. But yeah, I I enjoyed this. It's uh, just about two hours, hour 55. And uh, yeah, I mean, even if you haven't played a video game, but are aware of what video games are, I think you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, my my dad watched this and he was able to get it, although he was he was creeped out by he's like, why is the the serial killer from Killing Eve and the the kid from Stranger Things like doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then we looked up, we looked up like he's actually older than her. Yeah. (laughs) She just plays an adult in her show and he plays a child. Yeah. (laughs) So he's born in 92 while she's born in 93. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, big year for her, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Create a uh, video last, game and then last duel also. Had to marry Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the new season of Killing Eve came out in the British areas of the world, uh I think just this week or something. Yeah, I saw on AMC because I didn't put it on here, but you know, Walking Dead did come back. So Oh God. No That's, one cares anyway. AMC AMC is gonna have no content because it's like watch the final season of the walking dead and then the final season of killing Eve and then the final season of better call Saul. And it's like, Oh, you guys are fucked. And, uh, so I think you talked about uh, really quick on free guy, just how it's a Disney property so they can do whatever they want. I had, uh, loved the lightsaber battle. Yeah. And also just looking at who all is in this movie. A lot of people I did not realize are in here. Hugh Jackman, the rock, Tina Fey. Yeah. Okay. John Krasinski. I they saw were, Chris Evans and Alex Trebek. Yeah. No, I, so the, I called Hugh Jackman. He was, he like gives her like secret. Yeah. He's all masked up and she, yeah. uh, she's going to like shoot him in the face or something in the alleyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think they were, they were all like really hard to see cameos and stuff, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That's a cool idea to do that. Yeah. Why not? I mean, these people are all just walking around. Might as well just come over here for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun. You can watch it, like I said, anywhere. So check it out if you haven't. All right. So we have one last thing for me here. Uh, that is uh, The Righteous Gemstones. I finished out season two. Uh, I think I said that last week. A weird nine episodes. That's what they want to do. Uh, so there's kind of a central mystery throughout the whole season. And by the time you get to the last episode, you it's pretty obvious. And so it's not really like you're at the edge of your seats, like waiting, like, Oh, what's going to happen? So you kind of know. So that, that was a little disappointing that it wasn't like this thrilling finale. Cause it's kind of 
it just becomes all right. That's that's what's going to happen. Still had some some nice laughs. The, the season overall, I think, was still good. I just I don't think it's uh, it's not at the highs of Eastbound and Down. I would say. Yeah. Um, we haven't watched any of this season. Yeah, it's it's got some it's got some good arcs, but it's also the way it kind of ends is like, how are you supposed to feel about these characters? Like season one sets it up, they're just like they're buffoons. The kids are just total idiots. Uh, but it's like the whole industry is kind of like a scam, right? These they make tons of money, they live these rich lifestyles, but they're really like oh, they're all about God. Uh, but it's like I don't know. At the end of the season, it's like. Do you want us to then like everyone again? Like, I don't know. Um, I want you to weird. forget. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't, I still don't like the industry of this. Maybe you add some other characters that are worse, but they're still uh, living super rich lives off of church. Um, but there was a really nice uh, surprise. I don't want to say cameo because it was say more than a cameo, but uh surprise cast member at the end that if you do watch this uh you definitely enjoy uh and it's part of the uh part of baby billy's arc of the season which i think was really good he isn't in stevie it's not stevie it's someone more important i'd say to you um i'm just gonna look it up because i don't (laughs) think i'm going to watch it in the last episode huh yeah so like the, the, the the his arc is that he's gonna have another He's gonna have a child, and it turns out that he had a son before, and he abandoned his family like back in the nineties, um, and so he has to reconcile with his adult son. And Jason Schwartzman? Oh, it's Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin, you're right. Pretty good. Yep. But yeah, it just it ends it wraps up very neatly, and it's like, ah, do these people deserve this whole thing to wrap up so neatly? I don't know. Um, there will be another season, so. Maybe that'll be the downfall of the gemstones. So. Yeah, there is a third on here. Yeah, for twenty twenty three. Yep, they gotta go, gotta go end Halloween and then get back to making their church comedy. Yep, so. it goes full circle. Yeah. All right. Anything else to add? No, that is it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode two hundred and sixty of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me we had Off Road Uncle Baby Billy Andy. Thank you. I'll see you later.